Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back, guys, to the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero. Today, we are joined by Julie Garish of Julie Garish Fitness in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. What's up, Julie? This is Sturbridge. Oh, my gosh. Is there a Stockbridge? There is a Stockbridge, no? Yeah, there is. <laughs> I think there's like a flea market there that my mom used to go to or something odd like that. But Sturbridge, uh, <laughs> Mass, another good town. That's okay. Sure, yeah. They're all, you know, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot going on sometimes. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I was like, I've definitely been to Stockbridge. So, yeah, I apologize. Sturbridge, Mass. Julie Garrish Fitness, Sturbridge, Mass. So, Julie, I know you've been open for... Uh, 14 years, correct? Yes, I have. So let's talk about, let's dive in and why did you open the business? How did you know it was that right time when you did to open this business? I don't even know if I did know that, but um, I had worked with a trainer when I was training for my second marathon. I was a big runner and I loved it. She actually was moving out of state far away and she was like you should do this and you know really encouraged me and I was like ah you know I you know the time I guess the timing was right in terms of like where I was in my life with my kids were kind of getting older and I was ready to to do something with my life like what am I going to do now and um and I always loved working out and I always loved fitness so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. It started, I was in a slow start because my kids were little. I could do it around their schedules. So I did like summer boot camps outside and I went to people's houses and trained them with like augmenting their equipment with my own stuff. And then I also taught some classes in a community center. So I didn't have any overhead, right? I just had, I was right. like a mobile person um, right. for a few years. And then I decided to have a brick and mortar space. It was time I had built up a following and now it's time to segue. And there wasn't at the time, really, a, there wasn't a lot of people doing what I did. There was gym, there was like a big gym that closed and then there was me basically. Like there wasn't a lot of, so I guess the timing was right in terms of that where I was like, okay, I've got some people coming. I've got some momentum, and now let's let's have like a real space. It was a smaller space than I'm at now, but coincidentally in the same building where I'm at now. So, um, yeah. but yeah, that's how I started, and then I moved around to a bigger space, and then another bigger space, and then COVID hit, yeah. and I had to quickly pivot. You know, I I never applied for the PPP money, PP whatever that was. I never applied. Yeah. Um, because I really didn't feel like I needed to, I had still was still kind of working. I just transferred to like virtual for a while when we had to close and then, um, uh, slowly started introducing stuff back in. And I was, before I closed, um, it was crazy busy. Like I had, I was a one woman show at that time too. I was doing most everything by myself, except like had someone cleaning and, and then right. but I did all the everything actually, everything else besides that. Um, and I was, I didn't, I felt trapped and like I was burning myself out, but I was also like, it was very, it was good. Like I had all these clientele, I had memberships, I had 
lots of people coming, had lots of, you know, but I was working a lot of hours and um, exhausted. So then when COVID hit and I was forced to close, I was like, wow, I don't think I want to go back to that, you know, that kind of schedule was like doing me in. So uh, that's when I moved out of my space because it was really, it, it was more expensive and he wouldn't budge on the rent, even though I wasn't open for two months. Like I couldn't be open because Massachusetts was forced to close gyms. Yeah. He was like, nope, you have to pay me. So I moved across the street to a less expensive, but larger space actually. And I like it better over there anyway, but, and I didn't have a lease anymore. So I didn't break a lease. I just, you know, right. moved across right. the street started doing virtual stuff right away every day. Like, Oh my God, I've got to keep all this that I have. And, um, kind of frantically like trying to pivot and learn how to do it. And, um, I think that kind of burns me out a little too, (laughs) like trying to teach classes every day and do all the stuff I was doing. So I've learned a lot along the way with COVID, um, has actually taught me a lot and I'm starting now. I, I was, doing other classes with other, I had like started assembling a team when things started to ease up a little on COVID and we didn't have to wear masks and blah, blah, blah. And then that was sort of, we've had, we've had outbreaks and up and downs with the, with the classes coming and, you know, lots of people not coming as much. And so I finally was like, I'm just going to cancel all the classes for a while. I just, I, I'm just going to focus on personal training and just take a step back which is what I did um, last July, I think, or August. Um, and then I went to Paris for a week. And then when I came back, yeah, it was fun. Um, then I started um, slowly introducing the classes back in. And I think now I'm ramping it up again where I'm going to, I had told you when we last chatted, um, kind of a rebrand. And I, I hired a company to redo my website and, make my platform consistent or make my message consistent across my platforms. Cause it's right. kind of not, um, I've sort of been winging it and that's not my forte. And plus trying to do the training again, that one woman show that I was is, is here. So I'm like, look, how can I make this more profitable? Yeah. But not be working as many hours. So Perfect, yeah. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to start adding some circuit, training classes that are kind of an express, like a small group express circuit class and train some people to teach those when I'm not, when I don't want to work like early in the morning and at night after work hours that people like those are the hours I don't want to work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. 5am to 9pm. I call it right. Instead of the nine to five. (laughs) Right. Right. Flip it around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It can get burnout. Yeah. Julie, talk about, um, I know this is our third, Third podcast we've done together, you and I, which is great. I feel like we're good friends at this point. We're, we're, yeah, we know each other now. Exactly. And um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just trying to tie this all together here. So with the, going back to that PT focus, you know, after COVID, during COVID, what have you, and now focusing on a, a rebrand and a consistent message. Talk to us why why you decided to go this route at this time. What is uh, the rebrand going to uh, look like and what do you want to do for you? What is like the end goal of it? Yeah, good question. Um, I think it's a refresh as much more than like a rebranding exactly because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna change the name a little to JG Fitness just to kind of tweak okay. it. 
And again, it's like freshen things up. Like, okay. And and I think that's part of it too. Like I've been doing this for 14 years in Sturbridge and you want to stay relevant and you also want to, you know, I, I am always looking at different exercises and trying to stay relevant that way too, but I'm 52. So also like this is, this isn't quite the same as what I've been doing before. It's a little bit different, but still the essence of who I am and the type of training that I do. So I think it's more like, okay, COVID's kind of, it's been a long two years, you know, let's get back to it. People always tell me when they come in, like, I haven't been doing anything for two years, <laughs> you know, like, um, so again, like let's capture some of that. Like, look, I know it sucks. And, and also trying to make it more of a holistic approach where maybe I, yep. and that's something that I have to fine tune, like, where is it going? But I think I have a lot to offer in terms of like programming and, um, because having done this for so long, um, yeah. So yes, it's me, but it's not me. It's someone else teaching for me and, and, but still in my, the way I teach in the brand and I'll be working with on the programming myself too. Yeah. So, uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that. So it's to, uh, uh, basically grow your team, right? Scale your team so that we can scale a business, um, get a new business name to just kind of refresh things a little bit. And then we're focused on doing this express workout and maybe some classes, group training, because people want to get back in the gym now, right? It's kind of like, we're back there now. Like you said, I haven't done some folks for two years, a little over two years, haven't done anything or much of that, especially in a gym. So that's kind of all of it within this new refresh rebrand. Um, yeah. How have you gone about, how have you gone about Julie getting and marketing to get your clients in the door? What up you, to yeah. now you mean it, like it's hey, what are you doing uh yeah what are you yeah what are you doing right now to get people in the door yeah i mean i think that's part of it like it's always kind of been word of mouth and just that i know a lot of people in town and, and people you know there's like i do have a name and i've you know won awards as being like the top trainer and the best nice. best gym best trainer so i have that but i also think that um these past two years have kind of diluted and I, I kind of feel like I'm a little diluted in my messaging too, which I'm, that's why I hired this like team to kind yeah. of help me get my shit together, so to speak. Like I'm a, a little all over, like, I, how do I explain it? Like if you look at, and she showed me one of the person that's helping me, like my website, yeah. my um, scheduling app that I have, my, my social stuff, my YouTube, yeah. like Instagram and Facebook, they're all yeah. a little different. <laughs> they're not consistent. So I was like, Oh my God, I didn't really realize that, but that's important. And that's where I have to, she's going to help me get everything. So yeah, it's more been like kind of obviously marketing in terms of like Facebook, Instagram, but yeah. I think it hasn't been the, I think it could be done a lot better. For sure. Always can, right? Always can. We can always, yeah. We have to always do better. Otherwise, if we're not growing, we're kind of we're kind of dying, right? For lack of better words, there. But right. I don't want to be stagnant. I'm not exactly. stagnant with, with my clients, but I don't want to be stagnant with my messaging either, right? Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, we need definitely clarity in that the messaging, the marketing, uh, the branding. You know, all of that sort of stuff. You brought up like the YouTube and the Facebook and the Facebook, Facebook and uh, Instagram. Have you done any digital marketing on those platforms? Or are you going to be doing that in the future? I'm going to be doing that in the future, but no, not well, minor stuff, you know, um, when I have like an event coming up and we have a lot of, I'm doing a lot of events coming up in May. So it's kind of a good time to like 
start dabbling in that a little bit and start bigger marketing. And plus, because this is more of a online world now, and I do, I do have online classes, but I haven't really marketed it as well uh, and as big as I want to. So I think that's part of where this is going to go for me. Um, Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's such a, such a big space, right? So we, we can only serve so many people within our brick and mortar business, right? Whether that's 20 or a hundred or a thousand, depending on our size, but in the online space, we can serve unlimited people really. So it's a great way for us as coaches, trainers, business owners to just be of more value. I think to more people, you know, that, that, that platform is, is unlimited. So uh, Julie, you brought up, so you're doing the online classes. Um, any thought of growing the online, your online presence at all? You know, you've been, been in this. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's where I need a little help. You know, production quality that I've been doing is not great because I've been doing it myself and it's okay. You know, I edit it, I film it, I edit it. And I, I've learned a lot because I, I have to teach. I'm teaching virtually and in person. So the audio has to work for both, which is a challenge. There's like all these words and stuff. My, I have a mixer and a mixing board and a speaker and a, an audio mic. And like, that's not ever been something I was good at, but I'm definitely better at it now. But it, can, it, it needs to be better than this. Like this is okay, but it's not great. So now let's go to the next step. I've been doing this for a year. Let's take it to the next level or two years actually. But yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And to, and to get better at, at this, at this too, because it's another skill, right? It's another skill we have to learn. And, yeah, uh, I mean, like, I think the content. Yeah, I think the content is good. I just think the production quality could needs to be uh, better. Sure, sure. It totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, see, so yeah, we're we're rebranding, refreshing. Um, yeah. New business name. Some classes going to get classes going again. Group training again going in more of the online route here now and down the road. You brought up the events that you do. I know we talked about this before, but the events you have coming up here, just as far as keeping your members that are in your brick and mortar facility, do you see those events as helping, like helping retention and helping engagement? The members come out, they participate. What are you doing and how have you seen that be beneficial for you, Julie? Yeah, good question. I also, I actually look at this as more of a draw for new people because the people who are here already buy into the Julie Garish mindset, right? They're already, yeah. Yeah. they're already there, um, which is great. Like I want to keep them too, of course. So it's marketed to them, but it's also marketed to other people, to new people. So I'm doing a pelvic floor workshop with a woman who is a PT and she's a pelvic expert. And we're going to do like this interactive thing, both virtually and in person. So it's kind of a big thing we're doing May 4th. So that's coming up really soon. Um, I'm doing like a town. Sturbridge has like a community workouts, free workouts thing on their common. And I'm doing the first one. So that's May 7th. Um, May 22nd, I'm doing a workout at a local winery. Um, with some, so to backtrack a little bit, a friend and I, she teaches yoga. We're doing a a podcast, which we're launching called sweat and surrender. So that's the sweat and surrender is a whole other offshoot. That's kind of both of us. So she's the surrender. She's the yoga part and I'm the sweat part. Again, it's that all encompassing mental. Yeah, it's cool. So we're doing the May 22nd thing is both of us and we're going to launch our podcast after doing a couple of events. So we have another one that I'm meeting with somebody tomorrow to plan, which is like a fashion 
show yeah. with a local yeah. company and the workouts. Yeah. So we're trying to get some like in-person stuff that will drive both the podcast and both yeah. of our job, like both of our, you know, both of our businesses too. Yeah. With that. Uh, yeah. I think the, the more ways we can communicate with, with our members and with the community, the better, right. And the more events we can do, the better with yeah. your podcast. Um, what are you guys going to focus on topic wise? I know we kind of just, well, up. What are yeah, yeah. Um, the first podcast we've already recorded, we just haven't, we're, we want to get like a few done before we launch, but the first yeah. one was about, um, reciprocity. So it's okay. more like talking about in terms of like, I guess with our businesses, but also in terms of our lives, right? Like reciprocity, um, in all relationships. So it was actually a really good first topic to launch. And then yeah. the second one we're going to do is boundaries. So we, so it's kind of more about the mental piece of it, you know, and not just about the physical, which that part for me is easy. Like you to, I work out all the time, like, right. but exactly. then I've got clients who it's a real struggle to get them, you know, that's why they hire me, but I'm the driving force sometimes like they're right. coming because they're accountable to me. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So talking about the things that are important to me, they're, stuff everybody struggles with you know oh yeah and that's part of our job too right in this fitness business it's not just fitness it's accountability coaching it's it's uh relationship building which is i think at the top of it communicating which i think is actually probably the first thing and then relationships you can't have you can't have yeah. a relationship if we're not being able to communicate effectively you know that's stuff i'd wish they would teach you know in these certifications for for personal training it's like it's that part is never brought up it's always like anatomy which is important obviously in uh programming but that whole other piece like you know people are coming to us because we are they're accountable to us you know they may lack that discipline and we're, we're able to provide that for them so yeah it's really cool you guys are doing that and mm -hmm. um i think it ties into the, your business really well too you know it's kind of we're focusing on uh just the overall wellness of of people which is not just fitness and moving it's so many other things i've realized that over the years that I have to connect with all the clients and if they don't connect with, if I don't connect with them, why they're not going to really come. They're not going to stay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the big, it is the biggest piece. And and sometimes people just talk the whole time and they're like, I'm so sorry. I just unloaded everything on you. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, have you found, what have you found over these 14 years, Julie? Cause yeah, you brought that up and um, you know, I'm sure there's some clients we don't vibe with right away. Some people we click with instantly, you know, what have you found to help with, those people you don't click with instantly, you know, like anything that you've done or, um, you know, some people come in, obviously they may not open up to us right away. It may take some time, you know, is it just a time thing? And how do you approach, I guess, those clients that are kind of, we'll say closed off initially when they do come in, is there a best yeah. way to kind of get them to open up? I really just let them, I ask them questions about themselves. People, uh-oh, are you frozen again? Oh no. We were doing so well. Hmm. Let's see if you come back. Oh, you're back. Okay, you're I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> my wi my Wi-Fi says strong, so I don't know what the heck. Uh, uh, mine doesn't say anything. But anyway, I can answer that question now. Right? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Go ahead. Um. I just let them. I usually ask people questions about themselves and let them people do like to talk about themselves and just letting them 
yeah, yeah. If, you, if you find that, like try to find a connection that you can work on. And it's often just asking them questions about yeah. themselves and, and keeping the thing moving, you know, and also reading people. Some people, they really just want to, they want to work out really hard. They want to get right into it. So also reading that person and what they want. And if someone comes in one day and they're like, oh, I'm so tired today. Well, then don't give them a crazy ass workout that you had planned for them. Change right. and being able to change like that yeah. is important. Um, so you have to read people. Yeah. And that comes with experience, right? Like I'm sure we didn't, we didn't, I wasn't doing that day one. I was just crushing people on you know, workouts and thinking, that was, a good thing, thinking that was good back in the day. And it takes, it takes time to learn that. So, you know, sure. going to an experienced coach is so important, obviously for, for the, for the public out there. So no, I appreciate you talking about that. That's something I don't think I've asked anybody that yet, but it's such a big thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. how do you relate to people who are, you know, maybe a little intimidated coming in or just feel you know, a little uncomfortable because we want to keep them as clients, you know? So it's like, that's a massive part of it. And to fill those gaps in time during a session when there's like maybe some silence or some awkwardness, it's a yeah. big skill in our industry that we have to, uh, I think master, you know, in order to be successful. So I think so. I think I'm yeah. damn good at it now because I've been doing it for so long, but um, exactly. you also want people to be successful too, in terms of like, if you see something and they're struggling with it, stop it for God's sake. Don't make them do something that they, they can't really do. You know, they have to, especially in the beginning, they have to be able to feel confident. Like they're yeah. able to do what you're asking them to do. So yeah. Yeah. And they have to uh, enjoy it too. Right. Cause if they're not liking it, it should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. That's the other thing. They should leave feeling good and not. So yeah, there's goals that you always have as a trainer that you want yeah. to make sure your clients feel happy when they leave and better than when they came in. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. With the clients, Julie, any ways you found best to like communicate with them uh, when they're not with you? You know, the other twenty three hours of the day, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I'll often text. So that's something that I really try to do. And as a trainer, it's tough because I do have a, I have a fair amount of clients, but I try to, you know, send them stuff, especially if I'll notice they like have a tight muscle. I'll be like, Oh, look at these stretches that I found for you. And it might be mine. It might be somebody else um, or somebody that I follow like, Oh, they've got some really good, you know, stretches. You should check it out. Or, or even just equipment, like, or even just follow, like, Hey, how's, how are you doing today? I saw, you know, you, your neck was bothering you a little bit when you came in right. how are you doing today, you know, just try to kind of touch base with them. But I think, um, it, that's the other thing we're working on is that part of the website is to, I do have a blog. So to kind of get that back, I used to write, yeah. uh, every month. I think I told you that last time for a local paper yeah. that Oh yeah. 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 So that was awesome. Um, I was like their fitness columnist, which was fantastic. Cause it gave me cool. I, my college degree is journalism. So, you know, that's what I went to school for. So yeah. I, it got me still writing every month. I did it for years and, um, also had a deadline. So it forced me to do it. And now right. it's kind right. of been falling by the wayside a little bit, but all those articles are going to go on the blog. Um, Very and cool. we maybe won't call it a blog cause that's sort of a, old name for stuff but anyway yeah, yeah something yeah. like that well, I hear what you're um, saying yeah yeah to use that skill you have of of being able to write which is a I think a highly valuable skill the one is probably being yeah. maybe lost a little bit right but yeah to do that in like we'll say the modern age with whether it's using your social media or right. or the web blogs are still a thing I think in some capacity yeah um, yeah and also people are, yeah it's sometimes hard to track people are reading it you know um with the I know. 
and all that. But um, no, I think it's a great thing and a, a, a talent you can bring to your clients, you know, especially in the online space, again, to reach more people than just Sturbridge, not Stockbridge, Sturbridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's very cool. What, uh, what are some things that you would write about, Julie? Um, well, it depends on seasonally. Can you still hear me? I got you. Yep. I got you. Oh, okay. Cause you're frozen, but I mean, as long as you can hear me. Yeah, oh, we're good. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I've written about so many things. Um, I used to train Dick Hoyt, who's a, actually a famous runner. He ran with his son. I trained him for like 10 years. So I've written articles about him. He's always an amazing guy. Um, his son was, is, uh, was, had cerebral palsy and he, you know, ran. Oh, did he push his son in the, in the yeah. car? Yeah. Yeah. He was my, um, he was my client for years. Oh, wow. Very cool. He passed away. Yeah. So I've written about him a few times. I've written about, I guess it just, it pertains like at Christmas, I would write about, you know, these are some great fitness yeah. Christmas presents you can get for your holiday yeah. gifts. Um, or, you know, uh, different kinds of training, you know, periodization, right. Tabata, what is, what is, you know, um, the, you know, different kinds of workouts that you could do or a workout you could do with a mini band or just, you know, all kinds of different stuff always, or some food, like how bad, what's sugar, what's, you know, what's going on with sugar and, and what's, you know, bad about it. Why is it so bad for you? Blah, 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 you know, stuff like that, all different kinds of things that were fitness related yeah. and health related. I think that's great. Yeah. And like, like I said earlier, nowadays we have Instagram stories or reels or Facebook where you can, you can do those things and create that uh, interaction there with, with more with people, you know, which, which is awesome. Um, right. And I definitely do that. But as I said, it's, I think that's more piecemeal where it's kind of like, I don't have a consistent, like, and that's where I, this company is going to help me out that I just hired. Yeah, like sure. maybe on Mondays, I always post about one kind of thing. You know, she said yeah. like, let's do some calendar editorial calendaring. I think she called it or an editorial yeah. calendar where you map out everything. And I was like, these are so smart and they're so simple, but they're things I have not done. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. We sometimes need to be reminded more than, than taught, right. Stuff that we need to be reminded about, but, um, sure. Yeah. So with the club, so right now, um, what does like a typical day look like for you? So you, you have hired people, right. To take those early morning classes or is that no, not yet. That's going to be launched in the, I'm hoping yeah. in the early summer. Yeah, that's coming. But right now, a typical day, um, I teach a, like one class in the mornings, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I'm just training the rest. I start at like yeah. seven, sometimes 6.30 in the morning, sometimes 7.30 in the morning, and I work until, well, tonight I'm working until 6.30 at night, so that's kind of a long day, yeah. but um, yeah. some days uh, I stop at five. Like I'm just kind of, it's mostly yeah. training, and I'm working with a corporate client that I have, so right. There's some just, yeah, I guess it's always a little bit of a different day. Um, like today I have a 345, so we'll have to wrap it up soon. But, for sure, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. but um, and then right. I have like a five. So like, yeah, it's just kind of um, every day is uh, a lot of personal training. Yeah, for sure. And the corporate wellness piece, which I know we talked about last time a little bit. That's very cool. Is that something, Julie, you look, you look to grow here down the road? Or let's even, let's wrap it up with like the next year for you because okay. nightmare. So the next year for you, <laughs> um, you know, next, what is it? April 5th today? April yeah. 5th, 2023. Where do we want JG Fitness to be? JG Fitness. That's so good. Good question. Um, yeah. 
I want JG Fitness to be operating with more simplicity where things are kind of, everything's kind of set and it just kind of flows. Things are falling into place where I've got like my social kind of easier to do. I've got somebody that I'm hiring to do my social for me. So she kind of has my message and she just puts it out for me and helps me with that. And then I've got those classes are established and people really like them and and those are going well. Um, I've got that like other piece, hopefully where, um, I guess that's part of the social, you know, where it kind of runs itself and people tune into that, that are already clients of mine, but even new clients and people that don't even come to me, I hope they benefit from some of it and still doing some more of those programs. We did like a women's seminar a couple of years ago, which was a lot of work. I was just going to swear. It was a lot of work, but it was so good. And, um, I would love to do some stuff like that again. It's so rewarding, um, to really tap into where, and even just, okay. And another thing would be to get some more male clients because I have male clients for personal training, but I don't have them in the classes I did before COVID. So like, let's get them back. Cause yeah. I'm not just a woman's, I train men too. So. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah get them back in. And what about that last piece? What about that? The corporate wellness piece? Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm actually helping them set up their gym for them. So that would be another thing. I love doing that. I, people just ask me like, what should I get in my gym? But maybe some yeah. home gym design, like that's kind of yeah. a cool thing. My husband thinks I should, like do that and just like anyway that was today we talked about that but yeah i would like to do some of that too because that's actually pretty fun and uh i'm passionate about that too and i love it i think that that home gym design idea is also a good idea because you know a lot of people have gyms in their garage now in their basement and uh yeah how to set it up they know what they don't know what to buy where to buy you know definitely there's definitely something there for sure for sure exactly Uh, julie with the last thing with the corporate wellness piece yeah. How did, did those people come to you? Did you go to them? How did you find them or how do they find you uh, to help the, to help them and serve them? Yeah. So the first time, so I've done a few things with them and they came to me first, but um, it's been, and we did more of a virtual thing during COVID. We did like six week sessions, a few of them. And then the last time I hadn't heard from them for a while. And I had talked to one of them at like a cookie swap and Christmas. And she was like, I just can't work out. I just, I'm not, not motivated, blah, blah, blah. So I reached out to her and I was like, look, let's try to figure out a program for your, um, she's the head of HR, like for your, you know, employees that they really would enjoy doing. So we figured out this program. It's like a calendar and we have stuff all over their, all over their building. And and I'm going to go show them how to do it, but, uh, demonstrate they have like a, it's really cool. They're a marketing firm. They scan a QR code that their marketing people made and it shows me demonstrating the exercise on their phone. I know it's so cool. Right. And it'd be like push-ups on this chair and like a bridge over here on this. And like, it's all scattered throughout their building so they can do, and then they earn points and they actually earn um, money towards things where the more, the more they exercise, the more they get rewarded. So, and they they could be like little, like, okay, you just check off all these things you did. And then, it could be like a minute here, a minute there. And it's just like showing them that, yes, they can fit it into their day in little small bite-sized yeah. pieces, which I think is that's really awesome. cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we could then using technology, which we weren't couldn't yeah. do in 2008 or 10. That wasn't a thing, the QR code. Yeah, very yeah. cool. I think that's a lot of potential there too, obviously, with, with other yeah. corporations, you know, very cool. So 
Uh, yeah. Julia, it sounds great. Uh, love to hear your story. It was awesome to hear what you've done. Um, and now the refresh mode, if you will, to where we're going to go, which is terrific. Just the full life cycle, you know, of the, of the entrepreneur within this fitness space. So, uh, yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Where, where can we check you out on, on your social media, on your website, where can listeners find you? Yeah. So right now it's juliegarishfitness.com and at JG fitness on Instagram and Julie Garish fitness on Facebook. And I don't really use my so I won't even tell you what that is. I don't yeah, really yeah, no <laughs> use that right now. But yeah, Elon that's, that's Elon it. Musk just bought Twitter anyway, so it's it may, it may oh change. okay, all right, okay. <laughs> all good. So uh, hey, no, thank you so much for coming on and bearing with me on on my end. I appreciate it, and we do wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Austin, and I'm glad we got it in finally. It was great talking to you. And, uh, third, time, to third, time's, third time's the charm, right? That's what they say. Yeah, and I think this is so great. Um, I, I listened to one and I loved it, and and just I will definitely. I think it's great for us to have this forum to really this opportunity yeah. to listen to what other yeah. people are doing. It's so helpful. You have to you have to send me once once you guys go live with yours. Um, what was it again? Oh yeah, sweat and surrender. Sweat, yeah, sweat and surrender. That's a great name. I love using the first letter for two different words. I think that's right. Uh, yeah, alliteration. Is that right or no? Is I that think a, it's I'm, alliteration. I'm gonna go with is? your. Uh, I think Thank so. You. Thank <laughs> you. I could be wrong, you know. I, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, thanks again, and I'll you have to send me uh, send me that once you guys are up and running. Definitely. All right. Great. All right. So uh, appreciate it, and to the listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke, and joining me on the show is Nate from Calhoun and Jerseyville Crunch in Illinois. Welcome to the show. How are you today, Nate? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. I'm super excited to be here with you. First of all, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of the busy day today of being a gym owner and spending some time with me to give back to the industry. Appreciate you for that. Um, before we really dive into the business and all the good juicy stuff, tell me a little bit about what it was that got you started as a fitness business owner. Yeah, we started, uh, I think about 18, 17, I did P90X in the parents' basement. And I was like, wow, this really works. Um, so I wasn't necessarily a gifted athlete. So I fell more in love with, you know, just the working out and the results a little bit older. Um, around 20, started, you know, doing some cross following.com and then really started to think, you know, just see the results and, sh you know, see, showing people what it was and just, it was kind of opened up a new world. And then from there into bodybuilding, powerlifting, you know, and then you just get into all the different sorts. Uh, I was really into playing music as well. So working out and playing music pretty much dominated my life uh, for from 18 to 23, 24. And um, at one point I just needed a little break from music and I was wanted to move back to my hometown and uh, opened, opened a little facility there. Just, I was like, you know, I got enough friends and people I think I can, Put some stuff in this room here. I had a buddy that owned a 
spot and uh, to kind of get it going. And it really just went from there uh, to whole new heights that, you know, I couldn't have visioned in the beginning, but, uh, you know, very grateful for that and the communities that we've done. Love that. So it's something that you kind of had this path, like when you were like 18 years old, I'm sure you probably couldn't really picture your life going much differently. Like you're like, fitness is going to be the path that I go down, fitness or music. So, um, you know, that's what led to you being a gym owner. So now that you are a gym owner, you know, tell us about your facilities, you know, what services you guys have to provide, paint a picture for our listeners so that moving forward in this conversation, um, you know, we have a kind of photo in our brain of who you guys are and what you offer. Yeah. So there was some different things I loved, like, well, obviously working out at rec centers and colleges, you know, learning different dynamics of that. And then getting into like around here, we have club fitnesses, like, which are in the St. Louis area, probably similar to like, a, I don't know, a gold's gym or, you know, more stuff like that. And I trained at those places and then going to CrossFit gym. So I found like there were certain things I really liked about both. Um, and I always thought, man, I'd really like to combine some of these elements because I liked some of the workouts in the CrossFit, but I didn't like the fact that I couldn't go there at 10 o'clock if I wanted to, or that I felt like the next class was kind of pushing me out or just things like that. And then, you know, in the other clubs at that time at your bigger gyms, they didn't have bumper plates and certain things, but I liked the cable crossovers and just some of the different accessories. So in my mind, I was always like, Hey, if I could, you know, combine some of these services, especially I'm in, you know, more rural areas. So we don't have, you know, planet fitnesses or anything like that. So we being in the smaller areas that we're in, we needed to be more of an all-in-one type gym. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't be super niche because we just don't, you know, it's just a numbers game. We don't have uh, that many athletes that are going to be at that next level more, you know, there's a lot of general fitness and then obviously old, you know, client aging clients for lack of a better term and things like that. So from there, it just kind of blossomed. Yeah. The 20 into the 24 seven, a lot of personal training, add in the classes and we've just continued to kind of navigate those waters. Exciting. So you guys are, you know, a 24 seven facility that provides people with a little extra, oomph, right? So you're giving them a workout if they want to do it. If not, that's totally fine. And then you guys also offer some personal training, if I'm not wrong. Yes, we do a lot of personal training still, you know, one-on-one, one-on-two, a small group. And then we also still do large group classes, you know, typically like three to five a week we offer. And then we do uh, a lot of sports training. So we train like our local, whether it be our JFL team or the, you know, girls basketball, softball, high school girls, we got into doing a lot of training so the kids can ride the bus or drive to the gym after school and doing those groups as well. Um, like I said, our Jerseyville location has really got into um, some powerlifting and they've had some great results winning competitions. We host our own powerlifting meet over there every year. So they've that's taken on a whole new life as well, which has been very exciting. We've added a lot more accessory equipment over there. So, you know, we got the hamstring curl, the leg extension, uh, you know, the extra chest press and just the all the things that go with that. So it's been exciting to just kind of let it evolve and really try to let the people take it and our coaches, you know, what you're passionate about, as you know, as running a gym, like kind of feeds your members and everything as well. So, Yeah, definitely. So, you know, 
just so that we have a better idea as you know the listeners out there what would you consider to be the bread and butter you know revenue wise of your facility or are they kind of different between the two of them yeah they're definitely different uh we do you know one i I do a lot more personal training and stuff in our calhoun location and then we're you know 24 7 is definitely nice well coming out of covid you know 24 7 was our lifeline with covid because Right. We were luckily already set up for 24 seven, but it really became prominent because then it was like, Hey, we, we don't, we can't group anybody right now. We can't have these large groups, but you're welcome to come in when you're comfortable. And that allowed us to kind of, and then people could kind of come and go the gym. That way the gym was never, we weren't ever trying to purposely crowd the gym, you know? So it allowed us to kind of float by And COVID as most gyms, you know, allowed us to pivot and make some corrections as far as, um, things we wanted to adjust in our pricing and stuff. So we ended up, you know, throughout the years, we've actually dropped our price because we started out more of a, more of a CrossFit model, if you will, a higher price point right. where you were counting on more coaching and slowly we've kind of dropped that price down. We, and then we obviously still have, you know, your personal training and your classes and this or that. So we've just kind of continued to adjust throughout the years. Got it. Got it. So you know, it's a little bit different at each location in terms of the way, you know, what what's the bread and butter and where the revenue is coming from. And they're probably in completely different areas. So that, you know, location plays a, a big role in, in that. And, you know, so next question would be how big are your facilities? How many people are you guys serving right now? Yeah, both of them are about uh, 5,000 square feet. So it's, you know, I was able to actually build our building in Calhoun. So we were able to uh, actually build it to what we wanted, you know, after so many years. So that was huge doing that. Um, and yeah, like you said, the nice thing, I having the multiple streams, I've always tried to not, you know, some are obviously more than others. And as you know, like run a gym, I feel like I always say it's like running four different businesses, like summer, fall, winter, spring, like as humans react, like, especially dealing with kids, like, so you're, I always feel like you're always constantly adjusting to that time of year. Um, and just trying not to get too reliant on one stream because as things shift throughout the year, other things can pick up and things like that. So. Yeah. So you've got, you've got about 5,000 square feet and you know, the, the streams of revenue, they're kind of constantly changing, constantly evolving with the seasons and everything crazy that's going on in the world. Um, you know, general, you know, rule of thumb here is we like to say like a hundred members per thousand square foot, um, is pretty typical um, in terms of like what you can fit into your facility. Does that rule of thumb apply for you guys? Do you have a number of members that you're comfortable with or are you looking to, you know, welcome in new members to the facility? Yeah, we're always, we're still open for people. It ebbs and flows. I mean, we're somewhere in that ballpark. Um, and at any point, like, like I said, with, with groups of kids, I mean, like, Later today, we'll have uh, 50 kids coming in fifth through eighth. And, you know, that'll be for the next couple months and then seasonal hit and then that they'll be in that. But then you're shifting into another group. So I feel like on that regard, it's always evolving, which is why I love the it's nice with the general membership, I call it, or your 24 seven, because that's pretty even keel at this point. You're going to have a little ups and downs depending on the time of the year personal training, you know, as you know, you get a 
once you get some steady clients, it's awesome. You can kind of count on those clients and that'll go up and down a little bit, but we're always trying to add to more efficient, whether it be small group, like I said, more powerlifting and stuff in Jerseyville. So we've been trying to, which takes more intricate training. So finding ways to help those type of people that want to push the limits a little more because these types of gyms can be intimidating, as you know, um, and even, even though we do have some machines and stuff, it's still not like walking into some of the bigger gyms where you can just kind of immediately hop on onto a machine or maybe people feel more comfortable going from machine to machine. So you're trying to, I feel like we're trying to ride that middle ground because you still need some education so people don't get hurt and getting the most benefits of that. Yeah, definitely. I love that you kind of bring up the topic of, you know, at you know, the ability to add services um, as you see the need within your clientele. And so it sounds like that's something that you guys have kind of done. You've added things, kind of fixed things along the way. Um, and that's so valuable because that's how our clients gain trust in us when they see that we care about them and we're able to kind of um, make things work for them. So, you know, right now, actively, how do people in the community hear about your facilities? Like what sort of advertising you guys do um, right now? I still, you know, word of mouth and stuff is still always having a great product and having a raving fan, I still think goes further than anything. But, you know, we do, uh, you know, Jerseyville, we do uh, a good job. Adam that runs the gym over there does a good job of Instagram and when you got, I mean, Jim's like, when you got strong people and doing stuff, you just got natural billboards all the time, which is great. We have a guy that helps us with social media, doing Facebook and Instagram at, at both locations and, um, you know, through the website and things like that. So nothing too fancy as far as, like I said, we're not in these, we're not in the major cities. So just being really good at what we do, I think is most important and that people feel good about it, but still always keeping people in the, you know, putting stuff out there just to keep reminders. And uh, our website, we post a new workout every day and we use those in the gym. So that's kind of a walk, you know, everybody checks the website to see what that workout is today or whatever, the people that do it anyway, and just kind of update. So it's nice because then you get reoccurring visitors there. Uh, and I always really enjoyed that. That was one thing I really enjoyed about the early days of like the CrossFit.com and stuff, just having the you know, seeing what it was or some of that. So I, I always like that. And a new picture gives you, a, we display like somebody from the gym that day. So it's just, just awesome to have that reoccurring stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think that you have some great kind of services going on and the fact that you make sure that the workout there is posted every day and um, you have a presence on Instagram, you have a presence on Facebook. These are all important things. And you brought up the point of word of mouth and in this industry, like that's our favorite way to grow our business because our clients go out and unknowingly they're working for us. They're talking to their friends about us and they're doing like the free marketing. And we love the word free um, because we don't have to do anything except for take care of our clients to get new clients. And that's great, but it's not necessarily like a measurable way for us to grow because we could get like 20 word of mouth clients one month. And then like the next month, it might be a weird month. People are going out of town, blah, 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 blah. You might not get any. Um, so are you guys really looking to, to grow in a measurable way or are you comfortable with just adding a few members here and there through word of mouth? Yeah, we're pretty comfortable at this point. So we've been kind of hit our stride. I'm like I said, I'm not against, we're always, 
our systems are continuing to grow as we slowly grow. I mean, like if you just dumped a hundred people on us tomorrow, you know, I, like over the years we've been able to continue to handle 100, 200, 300, and just like making sure we're at that place. Cause the last thing we want to do is have all these people come in and have a bad experience. So we're at the point now at both locations though, where things have streamlined a little better. Like I said, COVID folks forced us all, I feel like to pivot a little bit, but it also was an opportunity as a gym because it's so hard to make switches, even though you know what's right. It's scary. Like you hate whether it be pricing or classes, you're just scared to death. So like, um, but being smaller also allows you to make switches, which is your advantage because you can adapt bigger than, you know, somebody that has a hundred gyms or franchises. So using that to your advantage. Um, and I think we really tried to do that and it's, it's worked out for us now coming out on the other end. Oh, well, I hope at least on the other end, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, the next kind of topic that I want to, you know, take a little turn and discuss is the idea of challenges. And I think that this is where our listeners, Nate, can pull a lot of value. And so my question to you would be, what's the biggest bottleneck that you guys are kind of currently facing within the business that if you don't clear this out of the way, it might hold you back in the, the future? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the biggest bottleneck, I, I think, to, I mean, there's probably a few that we could point out. One, I mean, we could be better at, I feel like, just like follow-ups and stuff. We have people that get in and out of our gyms. Like the 24-7 has its advantages, but it's also like if you don't really have your systems in place as far as like when someone signs a waiver, are you then teardropping them and staying in contact with them? Because we get a lot of new people that come in and out every day that myself or the other managers that aren't, we might not be there. So you don't get that point of contact. So like following up with those people um, would be something I would really like to improve on just having a better lead into that. Um, bottleneck wise, I don't feel like we're too bottlenecked as far as, you know, like I said, the 24 seven allows us to do that classes. I mean, classes could always improve and um, more trainers, people, I feel like a lot of people like working out, but I think as you've probably learned like training and working out are two different things. You have to really like people. Um, and, but also kind of know what you're talking about to some degree. And I think so many now with Instagram and all this stuff being more popular, everybody kind of has an idea of what their workouts should look like. Um, so just having, you know, and continuing to have quality, quality help and people like that. But when you build that community of people, they tend to help you so much. Like you said, like they, they, if you can build your community well, then when someone new comes in, even if you're not there, your the, your members are, hey, how can I help you? This is kind of what this is and continuing to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the hammer there. Um, you know, the idea of hiring is definitely a challenge that a lot of people are facing right now. You can train a trainer to be a good trainer, but you can't really necessarily teach them how to have people skills and be like a, the right fit for your location. Like if somebody lacks communication and people skills, that's probably not something that you're going to be able to teach them. Um, but you can teach them this, the, the skills that they need to be a good trainer. Um, and then you kind of also touched on the piece of, you know, retention and accountability, things like that, um, which you're, you're very true. I mean, it's very true in a place like your facility, like, people can kind of come in, sign up for a membership, and then they don't really have anything that's like 
holding them to coming in five days a week. So for that kind of challenge or bottleneck, what is, you know, some, some, a plan or some ideas to kind of alleviate that? Do you have, you, is it something that you've thought about? Yeah. I mean, the big thing is we try to make a point of a point of contact. So myself and the other coaches, um, just trying to be at the gyms at different times, it's easy to get in your set ways of like being at the gym at your certain times. And then you miss those people that come at eight o'clock or whatever. Seven. So we try to make it a point to switch it up and like, sometimes we're, if you're working out early or whatever, and tagging that, and then just reaching out to those people, like, having a system of where, Hey, when they, someone signs on, just checking in with them to make sure they're doing okay. If they have any questions, you got some of the people that come in at four in the morning that none of us just are going to happen to be there. So just trying to make sure we are following up with those people. So. Yeah, definitely a valuable piece. Like if, if that, that accountability piece isn't there, like people just fall off the, the rocker there. And um, I've, I've done it before. I'm sure that you've been there at least once or twice in your life where you just didn't have something, you know, holding you down. And so you just didn't take advantage of that service or that product that you're using. So um, definitely a challenge that is common in this kind of, um, you know, model within the industry. Um, so final, you know, big question that I have for you here is what is your goal with this business? Like, you know, a few years down the road, where would you like to see things go? Yeah. And that's another good question. It's definitely continued to evolve. I mean, I just, the way the gyms have grown, I never would have thought, and I always thought, Oh, by, you know, I'm 33 now. I'm like, Oh, at 30, at 30, I'm going to do this. And then at 35, but it's been great to continue to grow. And I, I really just love to see them continue to thrive and uh, just each one kind of giving it its time and letting it evolve and, you know, continuing to serve the communities. And if it gets to a point where I don't, feel the passion or like I can't continue to do it my goal is to pass it on to somebody that can you know and that's what I've already always told myself like when I'm not excited about it or doing it because I think that feeds off the members you know I would definitely it'll be time um, you know to pass it on if it needs to be or you know if we continue on and I got kids coming up and they you know so I'm definitely open to that but I just want to continue to be more efficient and serve our communities. Absolutely. Like the goal here is obviously to help as many people as we can. Most of us, that's why we get started in the fitness industry is because we want to help transform people's lives and help them, you know, find a sustainable lifestyle through fitness and, and health. Um, but, you know, we also want this to be a career. Most of the time we want to be able to make some money from it, you know, as a business owner, that's usually something, even if it's not on the front of your brain, it's usually in the back there. Um, so for you, like you kind of mentioned the idea of if the passion's gone, you know, you will kind of pass it on. But my question to you is, you know, how much do you work in the business right now? Or are you working more on the business? Yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of both. I enjoy one thing I always, you know, people starting out, we were fortunate to not have any take out any debt on the businesses. And that's really opened us over the years to continue to evolve. So I've always wanted to, um, I do, you know, we do, I do real estate. Uh, I'm a real estate broker. We do developments, apartments. So, you know, I have several other passions that I enjoy doing. So my goal was always, at first it was like, I like working out. I think it makes me feel good. I thought others might like it too. You know, that was really what it was. I wasn't trying to be some dominant factor or this or that like it was really that simple and I've really tried to stick to that and I think of it as it's the members gym you know if it's not for them paying for it and everything like I've always kind of looked at it like that and tried to um, do it from there 
Um, I forgot what your exact question was. No, 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 no. You, pretty much answered, <laughs> you pretty much answered it. I was just kind of like asking, like, you know, are you working on the business? Or oh, you yeah. Business? Um, I do. Like I mean, business. it's always that goal. I'm definitely so in the operations, I, I, I live in Hardin, which is where our Calhoun location is. So I'm much more involved in the operations there. And then I have a partner that um, has came in on the other location to and he has kind of managers in that. So I'm much more in the background on our second on our Jerseyville location. You know, I still visit and obviously we're in communication all the time and I'm still over there and do things. But as far as like actual training and stuff, I try not to put myself on the table because I just, as you know, the longer you do this, you have to find what's sustainable because you see trainer burnout, all of that. And you're just not your best self and you're just not, help, and then you can't help people. So I feel like over the years, I've kind of found like, this is what I can manage and sustain. Obviously there's points where it's like, okay, I got to buckle down and do this for a couple months. But the last thing I want to do is create something that I can't sustain and continue to do. So I'm, anytime we have a question or we're looking to do something, I, I hate when you, oh, we're going to do this at the gym. And then like, you know, in five weeks, you cannot sustain this. And then it's like, you know, so I'm always looking at making sure whatever we do, we can continue to offer at a high level. Absolutely. I love your mindset there. It's so important, you know, for you to be able to move forward with a mindset like that. Um, what is a word of advice that somebody's given you along the way that's really resonated with you as a business owner? Ooh. These are good questions here. You didn't give me any heads up on these, huh? Put you a little spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of people come in. I think through training, and I'm sure you know, like the, the gym has, it, it introduced me to so many people in personal, especially through personal training, you know, so I got clients that pay me to personal train them. And I always say I should be paying them because whether they're successful attorneys or business people and just, you know, getting to know these people and they've just taught me so much through business and just finding your way to help somebody and then finding their way in to help them. So it's hard for me to pinpoint down one thing, but I would just try to listen and just understand that, you know, you are inferior. You know, everyone you meet knows something more, you know, is better than yeah. you at something. So there's something to learn from everybody. And I always try to keep that in mind um, and being in the gym. Yeah, definitely. Just also like a good piece of advice to take with you throughout life, not even just in the gym world. Like, <laughs> you know, you can always learn something from everybody. And, you know, it, it's sometimes hard. Like we think that we know everything, um, but just being open to listening to what other people have to say, it's such a valuable tool. So thank you for sharing that. Um, where can our listeners find you guys on social media so that they can kind of follow along to see all you have to offer over there at your facilities? Yeah, we got the, both our, the Calhoun Crunch on Facebook and Instagram. And then we got Jerseyville Crunch on the same thing, Facebook and Instagram. And then we run everything. Our website is uh, crunchmax.com. And that's kind of where we got our, you know, our daily workouts and all the stuff about the gyms and everything on there. So cool. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being here today, Nate. I had a lot of fun with you. Um, hopefully we were able to provide some value to our listeners. Um, and for our listeners, thank you guys as well. If you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us for a future episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, go ahead and fill out the link in the description and our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with Nell and Timmy from I Am Movement in Irvine, California. What's up, ladies? How are we today? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Hey, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. All right. So let's waste no time getting into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Well, it's kind of a long story, but I've danced all my life. Um, I find movement to be very empowering, as I'm sure many people in the fitness industry do. And it's something that anyone can participate in. Um, And I knew that I wanted to keep dance in my life in some capacity, but I wasn't quite sure how. So in college, I was like kind of really stumbling around trying to figure out what path I was going to take. Because the professional dancer life, though incredibly fulfilling, was I knew it wasn't right for me. You know, the dance company or switching from gig to gig wasn't my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a soft spot for people with special needs. Um, I did a lot of volunteer work with the special needs community. And I was like, well, how do I combine these two in the future? And so I found danceability, which I got certified in. It's a dance class for people of all abilities. So trained dancers, untrained dancers, people with special needs, people without special needs, the whole nine. And I was like, okay, okay, I want to find it. I want to find a way to make this work. I want to find a way to open up a facility that people of all walks of life can can be a part of Mm -hmm. Um, because some of the bigger box gyms and other facilities might say hey anyone can participate but how is that really facilitated you know how is that space truly welcoming and um, capable of supporting the needs of someone with special needs and um, then I started getting certified in Pilates and then um, my mom sent me a link for rock steady boxing Mm-hmm. which is a boxing program for people with Parkinson's disease to help them target and challenge their symptoms. Turns out exercise is one of the most important things that someone with Parkinson's disease can do to delay the, the symptoms and the progression of the disease. So I see this clip and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This would be a perfect fit for like, now I've decided like my dream facility. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, she had been doing kickboxing in Muay Thai for nearly a decade at that point. And I was like, hey, we should do this together. I can learn how to do kickboxing. I can learn how to be a boxer. 
like, let's do this. This would be so fulfilling. And she thought I was crazy at first. And then I roped her in. <laughs> but I think you need to talk about your journey with that a little bit as well. Well, um, so I'm Tanae's mom. And I got started in Muay Thai and kickboxing, um, like she said, about a decade ago. And it all happened because um, I had chemo brain. I was going through cancer. Um, I just couldn't uh, make sense out of anything. I was really weak, but I had three kids. My youngest was eight and I needed something that would uh, target all my symptoms. And I'd heard that martial arts was really a good thing. So I called the local gym and I said, um, am I too old? Um, I have cancer. And they're like, no, 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 it's totally fine. You can come in kickboxing. You're just competing against yourself. And at first it was so difficult. I couldn't remember a three punch combo or anything, but in the end, it helped me reclaim my life. And so I went from kickboxing into Muay Thai. And then that's why when we saw the Rocksteady boxing clips, we're like, this makes a lot of sense because I totally buy into it a hundred percent. Right. Absolutely. It was like, you had a, a similar experience with um, a, a different, a slightly different experience, but similar to somebody who has the limitations of Parkinson's. So it makes sense for you to, you know, want to help other people in that same way. So I love that. Now, as far as your program offerings go and the, the services that you're providing, what do those look like across the board? Kind of walk us through that. Um, so we offer group fitness classes that are specialized for various needs. Mm -hmm. um, we're a super new business. Um, <clears throat> so we are rolling it out since it's just the two of us operating any, um, every <laughs> operating everything, excuse me, as I stumble over my words. Um, so we offer, um, a multitude of these rock steady boxing classes for Parkinson's non-combat, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, the average age for someone with Parkinson's is, you know, at least 60 plus at diagnosis. So we're working mostly with senior citizens. Um, and then we have a boxing for balance class. A lot of the drills and uh, boxing classes really can help improve balance. So as we were doing rock study, we were like, hey, like there's an untapped market here. We can get rid of some of the stuff that focuses on Parkinson's, but the, the balance issues are the same, right? For someone who has Parkinson's, they, we've been working on balance drills. Why not turn this into a class for anybody with balance issues? So though it's not rock steady, it's boxing for balance. We have a few of those and we have an adaptive boxing class as well for people with special needs um, that we're targeting the adult population, at least at this time. Mm -hmm. It's a really wonderful thing that there are now so many classes for children with special needs, but we felt like we needed to offer something to adults in the local community um, with special needs. So then that way they have an outlet as well. Uh, then danceability classes as well are rolling out this year, which I'm so excited about to get back in the dance studio. So lots of good stuff. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love that. There's a, a variety of offerings for people that it, there's kind of a gap there. You know, a lot of times there aren't necessarily programs that work for the people that you're serving. So, I mean, that's, that's huge as far as providing something for people to 
become a part of, you know, a lot of times people want a, a community that they can be a part of. And um, especially when you're going through something that's challenging, you know, whether it be cancer or Parkinson's, it helps to connect with other people who may be having similar experiences or who have had similar experiences. So I'm sure that it does so much more for them beyond the physical as well, which is a huge part. We really try and build a sense of community. We have, um, in addition to the exercise classes, we'll offer workshops that will be of interest to them. We don't charge for them. They're not infomercials, but one of our boxers, for example, had uh, DBS, deep brain stimulation. It's um, a treatment for Parkinson's. It's kind of similar to a pacemaker, but it's for your brain. Okay. And, um, People were so curious about how her journey went on this uh, treatment that we invited her doctor to come in and opened it up to the community. Mm -hmm. And we had a pretty good turnout. And so it ended up being like a question and answer session with the doctor, with uh, the person who experienced it, and with the medical team or the uh, medical company that creates the device. So it was oh, a great wow. opportunity. And then we also have game days. We have a give and take library. Everyone comes in, has coffee in the lobby. So it's Aww. a social thing too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. And so how many um, members or clients are you currently serving within the facility through throughout the programs? We currently have approximately 40, which is at least what, 10 times what we had last this year? time last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Good, good. Okay. So how are you getting the word out there about what it is that you do? What does the, the marketing piece look like? Well, I want to clarify something first. The reason we have 40 is um, we were scheduled to open the week the California lockdown was implemented. So we had oh, okay. invested all this time and money and uh, lease uh, improvements to make the facility just the way we wanted it. And the day we were open, planning to open our door, we were shut down. And so it took us a while. We had to figure out, you know, this could be like a nightmare for us. And we were trying to figure out what our next steps were going to be. But people with Parkinson's kept calling us. So while our other classes weren't considered essential, um, as Timmy said early on, uh, exercise, intense exercise is critical to uh, control your, the symptoms of Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So we started with virtual classes and then people were a little bit leery still because, you know, COVID, but at the same time, they were anxious because they had Parkinson's. So the calls kept coming in. Absolutely. Okay. And did that allow you to provide an essential service for people because it is more so on on the medical side of things um did that allow you to either open sooner or stay somewhat open or how did that kind of work for you so it was a bit of a a bit of a process because like uh Nell mentioned you know there was much concern about being out and about especially when you're considered higher risk having parkinson's mm -hmm. um it was really a perfect storm for us but you know once the, some of the restrictions lessened in california um, we allowed people to come in for a screening um we for this particular program we get a medical release from their doctor and so we know kind of what their situation is 
And then we do a balance assessment because this disease is really fickle. It can present itself incredibly differently in each individual. Mm -hmm. And so we really need to see what their balance is and figure out how the disease is affecting them. We started offering those screenings over the summer. So we started virtual classes July 2020. And then um, we were able to, because we kept getting these phone calls and because this program is so important for their health, we were able to offer that program specifically um, in person starting in December. So, um, but we did do the virtual for, you know, nearly six months before we did bring people into the facility. But even then the structure of the class was so different than what it was yes. intended to be because the community is, as we had mentioned, is such a huge aspect of mm -hmm. this program because it's so isolating to get that diagnosis. It's really important for people to come together and not feel so alone. Right. Um, and so by being able to bring people in, it was fabulous, but we still had to keep everyone so far apart. Our class sizes were limited. Everyone had like an eight foot by eight foot workout square, <laughs> you know? So things have really evolved from that time, not only in the number of people coming in the door and still are um, just starting to feel comfortable with being out in public um, at this phase of the pandemic, but it's also just the structure of class completely evolved. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I can't imagine it's like you had this plan in place for how you were going to lay things out. How are you going to structure things? How are you, how you were going to conduct these classes? And then it was like, you had to completely shift that entirely to a virtual platform, um, in a very short period of time. So kind of being able to pivot and make that change and still make it work is huge. So, I mean, congratulations on getting through that because it has been, <laughs> wild you know i mean even <laughs> gyms that were open and running pretty well before covid about 40 percent of them have closed so to be able to be in the position you're in now is fantastic so congratulations for getting through that um so as far as kind of now growing i'm sure that you're you're at a point now where you're looking to help more people you're looking to get the word out there about what it is that you are doing so how are you reaching more people is it through social media are you doing any type of paid advertising through facebook instagram google anything of that nature um what does that look like um, well, there are a couple of things. When early on, when we had this concept and we're like, are we crazy? Like, is, is this a good idea? We went to the Small Business Development Center mm -hmm. and they offer free services for um, small businesses. And they vetted us. They uh, listened to what we had to say. They looked at our business plan. They're like, oh, yeah, we think this could work. And so they have mentored us uh, along the way. And it's been awesome, especially... Um, when they had all the different, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Like idle payments and the PPP and all those things came out. Mm -hmm. We hadn't even opened our doors yet, right? And so yeah. we're like, do we even qualify? They guided us through all of that. They also have a marketing, a digital marketing area. Mm -hmm. And they're working with us to come up with a um, email campaign. Um, we also worked with iFundWomen. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but it's a crowdfunding um, way to get money in, but it's rewards-based and it's for women entrepreneurs. And if you launch a campaign through them, then not only are you gaining money, 
Um, and you have different things. Like you say, um, if you donate $50, I'm going to give you an I am movement cup. So you're sending out these marketing materials. So mm -hmm. it's not just gimme, gimme, you know, you don't have to feel bad about getting the money. And we did that to uh, start to raise money for advertising. But if you uh, do it through Women, then you're also eligible for grants that they have as well. So we just tried to maximize whatever we could do to um, be out there and get seen and get help. And we also have done a lot of grassroots um, going out to the radio stations and the TV stations. And we've mm -hmm. had how many hits now? Three hits now? We've been mm -hmm. on KFI radio a couple of times and CBS2 News did a story on us that was picked up by Yahoo and MSN. So we try and be creative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we also, of course, use social media. I feel like in this day and age, you have to utilize social media to get your name out there. People want to see what you're doing before they even pick up the phone to call or shoot you an email to learn more. Um, so we've been pretty active sharing clips online of what our classes entail and kind of what's going on. Um, and we also, because we're an affiliate location for this Rocksteady Boxing program specifically, um, they do also have their own website that uh, sends people our way, which has been a huge help because people hear about the program and they're like, where's my closest location? And we pop up, which is um, a wonderful thing too. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely helpful. And in any way that you can just kind of get the word out there about what you're doing. Um, so now what do goals for the business look like? I always like to talk about kind of big picture. I like to call it a unicorn goal, like in a perfect world, <laughs> what does that vision look like for you? Where are you trying to take this business? Um, I am so excited to continue growing our programs and making functional movement um, accessible to anybody who wants to participate. Um, so I'm looking to building out um, our programming to more diverse classes, um, both in terms of the people who attend, but also the offerings that we can provide. So I'm very much looking forward to that and making um, exercise less scary. I feel like a lot of folks are at any point in life, you know, you always want to try something new, but there's always something holding you back, at least for many people. There's very few people who just say at the age of 52, like, hey, I'm going to go try this new skill, like just jump in, dive right. in head first and like give it a go, right? Because there's the little voice in your head saying, oh no, it's too late. Like I'm not going to be good enough or whatever that negative self-talk is. But I want this facility to be a place where anyone can try something new mm -hmm. um, and feel good doing it. Um, our, our slogan is be your own hero. <laughs> and I, I take that really seriously because I think that anyone and everyone should be able to try something new and be the best for versions of themselves. And whether you're starting at the age of 20 or if you're starting at the age of 60, it doesn't matter. Like this can be a place for you. Um, and so having more events for the community, I would love to have, um, almost like dating workshops for the special needs community or like a speed dating. I think something like that would be super fun, super fun. Um, and a great resource um, for, for other folks. And I would love to bring this out to other, other locations one day. I yeah. think that helping as many people as possible is my ultimate goal. Yeah, mine too. 
I think a franchise, we even talked about that early on when we were being mentored at the Small Business Development Center. They're like, mm -hmm. there's nothing else like this. No. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I talk to gym owners all day, every day, and I have yet to come across a facility like yours. You know, there are other facilities out there that do offer the rock boxing and similar types of programs, but it's not their main focus. You know, it's just something that's more so kind of on the side. It's an offering that's there, but they don't put as much time, attention, and energy as you do into that and and focusing specifically on that and there definitely is a market there for it you know so that's huge and that definitely separates you from the other facilities as well so yeah i could definitely see where you would be able to take that to the next level and expand out into you know other areas of the country with that as well because it's not something that's super popular so definitely a, a different different type of facility which i love there there needs to be more of them so i i hope that you do you do get to that point where you can expand into other locations um so one thing i always love to touch on and ask every gym owner that i speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering going their own way doing their own thing opening their own facility what would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned over your time in ownership? I think the really important thing to do is know what's out there. What's your competition? You got to do your research. Mm -hmm. um, when we first started looking into our business plan, um, we looked around and we would see, just like you said, it would be token classes at dance studios or at martial arts places, mainly for children. But really not anything for uh, adults unless it was at a senior center or yeah or physical therapy right mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's definitely something that I see often like I like I said before you know it's just more so of maybe a class here or there and it's not necessarily a, a main focus and specifically not for adults you know so there's definitely uh, a huge gap there and, and making sure that you are doing your research, finding those things out ahead of time. A lot of people just kind of jump in, you know, and just hope for the best, but being aware of those things prior to opening is huge. It is. And I think one of the big things that I've learned as well is not only do you need to know who your audience is and who you're um, trying to target, you need to be ready to go all in, all in. It's long hours, it's hard hours. Um, you're everything. You're the coach, you're the janitor, you're <laughs> the marketing team, you're all of it. Um, yeah. You're your own bookkeeper, um, the whole nine. So anything that needs to happen is on your shoulders. And it's a lot as you're getting started, but it's going to be worth it. Um, and also there's so many resources for new businesses. Like we had mentioned, the uh, Small Business Development Center. Mm -hmm. Use what's out there. Let people help you. And there's people out there. We haven't paid a penny and they've been such a huge, huge. asset. Um, so see what's out there and take advantage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they're there for, right? Exactly. But 100%. if you don't know that they exist, then they can't really help you and they don't know that you <laughs> exist, you know, vice versa. Um, but yeah, I mean, just kind of looking into what's out there and you definitely don't have to do it all alone and figure it out along the way on your own if you can connect with mentors or people that have done it before um 
and have it figured out, it tends to save a lot of time and a lot of money. Uh, so definitely a good piece of advice there. Look into what's out there. Even like you say, the free, free programs to help small business owners get started, they're out there. So just got to look for them. That's all. Okay. All right. Awesome. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? We are on Instagram um, at I am movement underscore Irvine and on Facebook at I am movement Irvine. Um, we do have a YouTube channel that is being built up. We'd love to have some more um, how to videos and that sort of thing too. So subscribe early. You won't miss a thing. Awesome. Love it. Perfect. So Nell and Timmy from I Am Movement in Irvine, California. Thank you both so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been so great having you on the show. Well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It was a blast. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.